Ansley Randall, founder of Jax's Rad, and this is Radcast. Jax's Rad was founded to be the voice for the unknown of artists, musicians, business owners, and the movers and shakers of Jacksonville, Florida. So welcome to the show, Will Morgan. Hey. Uh, Vagabond Coffee Company. What's up? <laughs> How are you guys doing today? How are you doing today? I am doing good. I went fishing this morning, and I caught some really good fish, so I'm in a great mood. Hey, that's awesome. Where do you go fishing? Uh, that's a secret. Okay. Uh, fishermen don't really tell. <laughs> Is that a deflect? No, that's like fishermen don't tell people okay. where they fish. Like, do you have a boat? Yeah. Okay. I have a boat. I go fishing with one of my really good friends, and this morning I caught a 24-inch flounder. Oh, my that's gosh. Pretty, that's a pretty big fish. I don't know if you – Do you go in the ocean, too? Yeah. We don't really go out in the ocean. We go to the intercoastal. Okay. So up off the north side of Jacksonville. I'll give oh. you that much, but not exact spots. Okay. Got to protect find... those fish holes. Fine. All right, so Vagabond Coffee. Yeah. You and your wife started that. Yeah. And what's the story behind, like, your love of coffee and the coffee culture? How'd you learn about it? So, what's yeah. What's your story? So, I'm just going to start okay. from the beginning. All right. And then you can just, to a degree, edit okay. what you want out. So, um while I was in college, I'm a very old 31, almost 32, in that's case anyone is wondering. So that's very young, but old <laughs> in my eyes. Um, so I would say in my early 20s when I was graduating college, um, I just always had a desire to create a space where people could come and feel accepted um, and feel loved. And in my opinion – that's always been around something outside of your home. It's kind of the rule of like the third space or like a right. space that's not work or home, but somewhere where you feel comfortable in. And coffee um, has always kind of been that for me. Um, it's starting with, you know, Starbucks really created this coffee culture in the United States. Yeah, and did. so I remember like when the first Starbucks opened in Jacksonville and going to that. Um, and then where as was I was it? in college, well, the first one I went to was the one off of Roosevelt, which is no longer there. Okay. And then I think I think there may have been one off of Southside first. Okay. I'm not 100% sure where the first one was. But for me, the one on 17 on Roosevelt by the Publix was the first one that I went to. Um, and so then when I went to college, everything kind of centered around coffee, lots of studying, lots of meetings, right. hanging with friends. And so I just knew that I wanted to create something where people could come together and coffee, I thought, was the vehicle, and it turns out it really was. And so I've always wanted to do something in this space um, since I was graduating college. So it's kind of like a career goal, I guess yeah. you could say, um, knowing that I'd want to do something with this. Right. Maybe not this completely, but today I find myself in the middle of exactly where I'm supposed to be, and that's 100% in coffee. Cool. And so um, 2000. 14 really 2013 is when we got our start um did you ever like take a new coffee yeah so as far as like my like, how do you coffee learn? Education, education goes yeah um part of it i learned just kind of like i wasn't in it so i just read a bunch okay so i kind of had a lot of book knowledge before practical knowledge and then a friend of mine in another coffee shop uh owner <laughs> slash founder his name is zach burnett um, he is the green buyer and managing partner yeah. for Bold Bean Coffee. I don't know if anybody has heard of them. They're really rad and really amazing. Yeah. And so, um, he 
personally invested in me and just kind of really helped me and the foundations part cool. of me learning, um, which speaks a lot to Jackson Hole's culture, right. not just coffee, but business culture. Yeah, that someone who's a young entrepreneur and starting a business is like, yeah, no, I'll help you do the exact same thing I'm right. doing and for yourself. That's so cool. Um, my wife, my, my wife, <clears throat> my wife <laughs> did work for them at the time. Okay. So we did have, a, you know, a little bit of a different relationship and we weren't in business yet. Yeah. Um, but I lived down the street um, from Bold Bean and Riverside when they first opened in Stockton. So yeah. I was in there before they opened and I was there all the time right when they opened. And then my wife worked there for a couple of years before we started Vagabond and then before she went full time with our business as okay. well. Um, so yeah, so a couple of years ago, about three years ago, um, this August is when we opened our shop in Murray Hill. Um, for about a year before that, we did the camper, um, which yeah. was downtown were, yeah, in you? Hemming Park. Okay. Um, so we were in Hemming Park for just around a year, maybe a little bit over a year before we opened the shop. That's and awesome. then we stayed downtown in the camper for the rest of that year. So we were downtown for two years yeah. in the camper. Was it just um, growing more? Just your yeah, name the business trending? was the business was growing, um, and we wanted to do a shop. Yeah. we've always wanted to do a shop. And it was okay. it was never just like oh we're only going to do a camper or yeah. lots of campers. It was um, minimal vi viable product. Right. So just like any startup or any business, the goal is to try to you know start at a lower entry level and prove yeah. the business, improve the theory, and then grow. And cool. so. That's kind of what we did. So the camper was kind of our incubator where we got to test the product, test yeah. our quality, test the brand, and people really loved it and supported us. And so we were able to kind of parlay that into opening our first location, which is in Murray Hill. Awesome. Um, and, and you're from here? Too? Yeah, I'm a hometown kid. So nice. I'm from Jacksonville. And um, like you grew up in Murray Hill? Area, no, I, well, I grew up in the area. So okay. I grew up um, over by 103rd Street. Okay. Um, a long time ago, but, um, where'd you go to high school? I went to a private school. So I went to oh, Trinity, Trinity, Trinity high school. Wow. Um, which was great. Yeah. Um, Didn't they have a good football team. They did have a good football team. Um, I played on the football team and then okay. I fractured my back. Oh I my had gosh. a hairline fracture on my L4. Dang. So, um, my, I think it was my 10th grade year or something like that. That was a long my time gosh. ago. My gosh. So that was like at the beginning. Yeah, no, it was a big deal. I had to quit playing terrible. sports and pretty much walk only for yeah. a year. So. What were you like in high school? Uh, I was kind of weird. <laughs> were you? But I, would, I think I was kind of cool too. I was kind of like really involved in like things outside of school. So most of my time was spent with a different set of friends yeah, because Trinity wasn't super small, but it wasn't a big school. Right. And so pretty much everything I did outside of school was with other people. So I have a handful of friends still from high school, but not a lot. Um, but I got a kind of got along with everybody. And again, going to a smaller private school kind of facilitates right. you having multiple friendships and relationships. Yeah. And so um, I kind of was just friends with everybody. I didn't have like a friend group. Um, Maybe I did, and I just didn't realize yeah. it. Um, but you kind of always liked including people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just I'm an includer. Coffee. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel, I do for the feel like, part. well, y'all are always like, Vagabond Coffee, like, this is our family and stuff. Yeah. Like, anybody that works for you. Yeah, no, or... and that's not that's not just something we say. Yeah. Um, every person I hire, I kind of tell them at the very end, I'm like, just so you know, I'm a great dad and a yeah. horrible manager. <laughs> um, 
and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my philosophy, and I bring people around me who are better than me at the things that mm-hmm. I'm not good at. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that I should be the strongest person in every area. Right. I just need to be the strongest me that I can be, yeah. and then I can find people who are stronger in the other areas, and we can do it together. Right. You know, I don't need to try to hold up a whole boat by myself. That's not going to work. No, definitely not. Um, so that's the thing is, like, we're, we we definitely are a family. Um, sometimes that's easier. Yeah. Sometimes that's harder. I think harder. it is. Um, we have great employees, too. Yeah, They're no. Awesome. To me, that's the most important thing. Yeah. That's one of the most important things is the, the quality of people has to match right. the quality of the product. Yeah. Well, you have Ray that kills it in, like, every latte art competition. Oh, Raymond. He's unstoppable. Raymond is great. Uh, we <laughs> love Raymond, and he loves us. Yeah, he's um, awesome. And he really does, like, latte art throwdowns. That's he his passion loves is it. latte art. How's your latte art? Um, It's still good. Really? I, um, I'm not on the bar as okay. much anymore um, just because the business is growing. Yeah. Um. But I try to have at least one shift a week on the bar still, just so that I don't right. get bad. Rusty. Rusty. That's the word I'm looking for. I try to have a shift once a week on okay. a bar so I don't get rusty. Um, and then, yeah, so I'm still good. I cool. can still keep up with Raymond, I would say. I don't can do you? the swans and stuff because <laughs> I think sometimes when people step outside of, like, Things like, that are very defined. Right. It can kind of get wonky. Yeah. Um, technically, I do more judging of latte arts okay. competitions and stuff now. Most right. of the time when we go to events or if I'm in an event, most of the time I'm judging. Yeah. That's like a – I've just kind of accepted that role right. currently. Um, but part of me wants to always be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like fun for the most that. part, everyone minus maybe like one or two people who work for me right specifically raymond i trained them how to make drinks yeah so no matter how good they get i can always still take credit right. for it what's your go-to drink uh to drink like to make or like milk drink as far as like uh, a latte art kind of thing setting to make what to d- to make um or like what do you drink for a coffee i really drink espresso exclusively yeah. now um, my wife and I make a Chemex every day at home. Okay. Um, and if I'm home in the morning, I have that. Yeah. And if I'm not home in the morning, that means I am in the shop where I've left early. And on those days, I usually just have espresso with okay. some water. Uh, I find myself drinking, um, equal parts espresso and water most of the time. Yeah. So about a four ounce drink. Um, and oddly enough, I only have about one cup of coffee That's a day. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, most people are like, you drink coffee all day long, yeah. I bet. And I'm like, <laughs> actually, I don't because I know what it does to people. Right. Um, well, you can get so sick from it. Yeah, like, you can get so sick from it. It's so bad for you it. just to drink coffee constantly. No, it's not really bad. It, I, it's not bad for you. I'm going to disagree with you on that as a person who like sells it. Um, if you don't drink water, Coffee though. is the best thing for you ever. <laughs> if you don't drink Actually, water, coffee is – majority of coffee is water. Um, there's lots of people who say that you can get hydrated from coffee, not just dehydrated. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you need to drink water. My wife is going to listen to this and be like, that's not true. You have to drink lots and lots of water. <laughs> um, I mean, drink other liquids than yeah. coffee. But I think everybody should have coffee every day. It's scientifically proven to be good for you, too. Yeah, I think it makes you happier. Yeah, I mean, it, Can, I think chemically, chemically, coffee changes you. <laughs> I mean, it, it does. does. It, it does. does. There's caffeine in it, and caffeine is addictive. Yeah. And it is amazing. And that is part of the reason why I try to limit my intake 
is so when I can't have amazing coffee, whether it's from Vagabond or Bold Bean or one of my preferred roasters, um, I don't have to have it. Yeah. You know, there was a point in time and there will be points in time in the future where I live off of more coffee um, simply because I'm busy or I'm working a lot. Um, But I try to keep my intake low so I'm not super dependent on it. Right. Just because my life is so chaotic. Yeah. What do you do when you go out of town? So I travel a lot for family stuff, and then I'm I'm starting to travel more for work um, and business. So this year – because y'all already, are opening your roast, were you already the roastery, your roastery is open. So the roastery is open across the street from okay. our shop in Murray Hill. Um, and then you opening another location. So we are going into the Barnett building nice. in downtown Jacksonville. Um, and where do y'all focus on like getting your coffee beans? How do, how does that work? Because I know, <sighs> yeah, lots of ways. Um, so there is a couple of different ways that works. Uh, there is direct trade where the coffee roaster or coffee the the end person is getting it directly from the producer so that's either a farm or from the country um most of our coffees we use an importer okay um we use an importer based out of minneapolis called cafe imports um they do a lot they're kind of like one of the main importers for a lot of specialty coffee in the states i mean in the world too um and they focus on like creating really good sustainable farming yeah. um, and working with people who are working on sustainability, whether that be for the land, for the coffee, for the people, for the employees that they have. Um, and they just do a really good job with all that information. And so for us right now, we don't have the resources or the effort to put as much into it as they can. Okay. And so it goes back to that idea of like we're a team. And so Cafe Imports in a way is a part of our team. Cool. They um, do something so well that if we tried to do it by ourselves, we wouldn't be able to do it as well as them at this point. Um, Definitely one day we'll be doing direct importing and we'll be working with farmers and and helping and, and, and being a part of the story at that level. Yeah. Um, Which is that what Bold Bean does? Bold Bean does that some, yeah. So Zach has a really good relationship with a handful of farmers. Yeah. And they do a lot of their own import. Okay. Um, They're about twice to three times older than us. Yeah. So they've been doing coffee for a while. Yeah. Um, They started doing it RAM before they even had the shop. Cool. So they've been at it much longer. Um, And so uh, definitely kind of learning from Zach yeah. and learning from those around me and seeing all that kind of stuff, I can see that we will eventually move that way. Right. But right now it's just not something we're it's able to do yeah. manpower wise and resources yeah. wise. And so we don't want to have a lesser product by simply trying to do it ourselves. Right. So we want to work with people who we can trust and we know and who we work with. So we work with cafe and boards and then a couple other ones. And we actually just are in the processes of, importing some coffee ourselves from one place for a specific customer. So we're learning kind of in an isolated experiment so that we can kind of learn the nuances now so that as we grow into it, we have much more of an understanding and control over the situation as opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, no, cool. I want all this coffee. Just mail it to me. USPS. Like there's customs on both sides. There's just a lot to it. Like there is so much just to green coffee and green buying that it's a whole completely different business right. than a cafe or a roastery. So there's a lot that goes into the coffee industry. Okay. Not just 
that's kind of like one step kind of thing. Right. Like green buying is something in the industry. Yeah. And roasting is something in the industry. Right. And supply chain and cafes. And so it's a massive industry. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that as we grow in the industry, we're growing healthy and not just growing simply to do Definitely. everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it is better, yeah, as a business to grow slower too, and like learn yeah, everything. Yeah, you want to grow healthy. And like learn from other people too. Yeah, and we're already growing fast enough. Right. And we don't need to mess anything. Oh else my up. gosh, no, because yeah. you're already out of the shop most of the time too. Yeah. With your other business, you're saying, or other. As the no the, the same business, but as the, the business same grows. business, but other yeah. Yeah. Okay. Other aspects. Cool. Sorry, does it sound really bad when I do that? Should we edit all of my? <laughs> I think we should go back out? through and edit everything. Jack says Rad would like to thank our sponsors. Chromatic Studios is a full spectrum recording studio in Jacksonville, Florida, specializing in full band recording and mixing, post production for film, television, and radio. Chromatic Studios is a one stop shop for your audio recording needs. Um, as far as Jacksonville, like, what has made you stay here? And what have you seen? I guess, like, how has it changed for you of growing up here, too? So I can probably talk longer about Jacksonville than coffee. Um, but I didn't want to stay in Jacksonville. Yeah. So as somebody who's from Same. here, who's grown up here, uh, I went to college in, like, central Florida. And then I didn't even move home. Like, I graduated and moved to another state. Yeah. I, like, waved to my parents on my way through. I was like, I'm going to see you for a week, and then That's I'm so out. so funny. So I moved to North Carolina for a couple of years um, and helped one of my, like, friends and mentors start, like, a nonprofit up there. Cool. Um, and then after about a year and a half or two years of doing that, I just realized, like, I kind of wanted to do something different, wanted to change. Um, so thought I was going to stay in the same industry. I ended up not. And then I came back to Jacksonville and was interviewing nationally for what I was doing at that time and just some things shifted personally and then I realized I didn't want to do that anymore mm-hmm. um and in that process I was like I'm stuck in this flipping city yeah like get me out of here there's nothing here there's so much better things right you see the same not people every not and... everywhere else yeah anywhere else yeah um and during that time, I got a job um, where I was working in, like, art and installation kind of stuff. And I traveled a lot for that company. Um, that's actually how I met my wife. I was somewhere working, and I met her. She was cool. working at a coffee shop called Small World Coffee. Okay. It's like a, a meet-cute kind of thing to be a rom-com. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. So, anyways, I realized that I wanted to kind of start something myself and in doing that I kind of surveyed the atmosphere and the landscape of that industry and so looking at the industry here looking at it in Austin or Atlanta or any of these like kind of key cities that people think about right like a cool quote-unquote cool I'm doing air quotes for you guys right now (laughs) cool places that everybody wanted to be all of that was in air quotes and I just kind of was like, man, I should do it here. Yeah. There's a, a lot of opportunity. Right. And so I thought of the analogy of like ships, like a fleet of ships mm-hmm. leaving the port and going out to sea on a journey. And I thought about how like in New York or one of these more established markets, 
it's not like I'm going to be joining the fleet. Right. I would have to catch up to them. Yeah. I'd have to build everything, and then I'd have to catch them to even just be with them. Right. And so I kind of surveyed the situation, and in doing so, I realized – Jacksonville hasn't even left the port yet. Right. Like we, I still think are just on the cusp. Yeah. I don't think that we aren't realizing potential because we are growing in beautiful and amazing ways. There's so many rad things happening in Jacks. Yes. And so many people like yourself and everybody who's involved with what you're doing and people who are involved in so many things to make the city more beautiful and unique. Right inviting and inspiring and just kind of realized yeah. I don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah. If I go somewhere else, I'm going to be trying to make a splash in this 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 thing that's already moving right. to whereas in Jacksonville five years ago, everything has changed mm-hmm. in the last five years. And having the ability to be a part of, of leading the change and leading the growth for young professionals in my industry and being a voice in my community and my city. Like I have so many opportunities afforded to me because Jacksonville's quote unquote, a small city or not a major city. Yeah. Like people want things to be amazing here. And if you do something that's amazing, they latch onto it. Proofs in the pudding. What you're doing is amazing and people love it and they're, supporting it and getting behind you and being a part and want to be a part. It's the same thing with Vagabond. It's the same thing with so many startups. I think of uh, a friend of mine, Jared, runs Bridge 8. Yeah. And he just is doing a Kickstarter for his book, and it's about 16 different perspectives about Jacksonville. Like, I met him. We've had a conversation in the coffee shop. Like, those sorts of things, you know, he's been a part of our story and we've been a part of his story and there's other shops that are a part of his story and other small businesses. And so instead of going to a place and trying to compete to be a part, right. we get to shape our culture to where no, I love that. We, everyone is a part and we always want to do it together. Right. And I think that we can keep that. We just have to protect that. Yeah. And so I think so too. And they're so, yeah, like what you said, everybody – is supporting, yeah, supporting each other, encouraging supporting each other. other. I mean, that might change one day. It might. And it might not be what everybody wants right. all the time. But when people always ask me, here's a, here's a good example. People always ask me, well, who's your biggest competitor? Yeah. I don't have a competitor in right. Jacksonville. Like, I'm not competing with Bold Bean. I'm not competing no. with Brew or 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 um, the, social, the grounds. New, social Grounds. No. Or Pure Bean just yeah. open up in yeah, on King Street. Said. Like I'm not competing with them. No. I want them to win. Right. I want them to succeed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if people buy good coffee, they're gonna want more coffee. Right. You we know need. What I, mean? I mean, we need and so much like, of it. In anywhere you go, an industry thrives when there's more options. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want a monopoly. Nobody wants a monopoly. No. And I want there to be a vibrant array. Of businesses, yeah. specifically in coffee and, and in everything else because that gives people more options right. to find themselves to be a part of things and to journey. And I think that Jacksonville has a very beautiful mosaic, if you will, of young professionals and yeah. um, people who aren't young professionals, whether that's like my parents or you know anybody of any age, people are buying into Jacksonville. They really and are. they're loving it and they're supporting it. And it's not like Jacksonville – has changed to become more attractive. People are just removing the filters that they've put on right. themselves to see Jacksonville for what it actually is. Yeah. It's the best place in the world. It really is. I mean, 
Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I don't want to live anywhere else. Right. But I always had a bad rap on Jacksonville yeah. until like really I started Jackson's Rad and then I'm like, you know what? Jacksonville is a great city and we need so much of this too. So Jax is rad. <laughs> and we get to do so much yeah, of it. Yeah, right. We don't. I we mean, do. It's it, a blank slate yeah, for an artist, it is. business owner. It's a great place to do something new right. and exciting. Yeah. And you can go to other cities too and like show who you are and you can mm-hmm. come back here too. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. No matter how big Vagabond gets, yeah. Jacksonville will always be home for it. Right. And this will be the place that it started and this will be the place where it's run from. Yeah. Always. Jacksonville is home for me. Yeah. Home for my family and home for Vagabond, too. I love it. Yeah. Is that your answer for why Jax is rad? Why Jax is <laughs> rad just because it's itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So many people, um, like, have this idea of what we should become or what we should be. We should just be right. us. Don't don't try to be any other city. Fill yeah. in the blank. I mean, I don't care if it's Podunk City or the biggest city in the world or the most Definitely. expensive or the cheapest. We don't need to attempt to be anything but authentic. Yeah. And if the people of this city continue to share their voice and accept everyone and accept each other for who they are and what they're doing, it's the sky is limitless. It's ridiculous. And with all of the development and the urban core and the apartments that are going up and the buildings and the focus that we have downtown. Yeah, I'm stoked for it all downtown. Yeah, I mean, it's just so amazing, the things that are happening in Jacksonville right now. And I am so privileged and humbled to be a a part of that and a a voice for it, too. It's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I get interviewed a lot for, like, the business journal and the paper and things like that, and it's just really cool to be able to have a voice and and to be able to speak for, you know, kind of what I think and what we see right. happening in and around the city. That's awesome. So, yeah, Jacksonville is the best. And Wait, you're supposed to say Jax is rad. Jax, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jax is rad. We can Jax edit that, right? Jax is rad. Do you remember when I gave you a Jax rad sticker for the first time and you walked away from me? No, I don't. I remember that. You just handed it to me and I was like, Yeah. I didn't say, did I say it anything? Was at the, it was at the makery. I was like, here's Jack's rad sticker. <laughs> I Thanks, meet too Will. many people. This and I know you. On the I know you outside of Jack's is rad. Yeah. So I just figured you're my friend handing me something, probably. <laughs> I'm sure. Which one? Was it the first the makery? The first makery. Okay, first of all, I love the makery. I don't feel like it's fair that you're going to put this on a podcast. <laughs> but it was drilled. one this million on the degrees. Yeah. It was so hot. I was trying to survive. Yeah. No, I remember it. And I don't. Like... Clearly you do, and I'm sorry for scarring you. <laughs> That's I, okay. That, if you gave me that sticker, it's either on something or I still have it in whatever book was in front of me when you gave it to me. Well, you didn't take it, though. I didn't take I have a stick. I have your stickers, though. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I feel like she's making this up. She can't no, prove it. I, no. It's all a lie. Well, this will be on the podcast. That's okay, and I'm going on the record to say, I don't believe this happened. Well, it probably I accept did, your apologies. and I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm sorry for that because, yeah, I was probably ta- I was probably selling coffee. You probably were trying to make money for my small child at home. Yeah, and, and a new baby on the way. And I have another baby on the way. That's awesome. So please come buy coffee. Um, yeah, because babies are not cheap, but they're amazing. Babies are the best thing. Babies in the world. are the best. So. People can find you. Well, you already said. 
You already said that um, in the middle of it. People, yeah. Uh, so where where can people find you? Uh, you can find us at Vagabond Coffee in Murray Hill. The address, you want the address? Or what do you want, like social stuff? Social stuff. Social stuff. If you go on the <laughs> internet and you type in Vagabond Coffee, we're usually the first thing that shows up. There's yeah. one in London, which is a really cool brand. Ooh, Check ooh, them can out. Can you connect with them? We, I'll work for the one Sometimes in they, the funny thing is, is sometimes we get emails from people really? in London asking for our coffee. So we're like, hey, we think you mean these people. And the That's same thing funny. gets happened with them. That's right. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Vagabondcoffee.com. Vagabondcoffee.com. Vagabondcoffee. Co on Instagram. And I think Vagabond Coffee Co. on Facebook. Okay. Too. All right. I don't really remember. Cool. Um, I just kind of already, everything's already logged in. Okay. If I need to change a password, I forget what the password is because your phones yeah. just remember everything these days. Um, no, Jax is rad, is really rad. So you should check them out. Uh, Thank you. As well as us. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. Well, I, I, you know, I think this is rad. Thank you. Hey, well, thank you so much for being on the show and taking the time out yeah. of your busy schedule. And again, to sorry here. for, I guess, two and a half years ago. That was not, last year. That wasn't the first makery. Yeah, it was. First makery was over a year ago. That was, yeah, a year ago. No, but the first one was before then. The second one was a year ago. The first one was. We're fighting about when was, was on the podcast right now, by the way. The first the, one. <laughs> the first one was in eight, March last year. And then See, the second one was the in problem. the fall. Like, but she, I wasn't at the second one. I was, my booth was there, but I wasn't physically there. See, I came and saw the booth to look for you the, the yeah. second time, and you was gone. So why you? That, well, my friends were there. But you weren't there. I was coming I to see there. you. You you hid from Sorry. me. Sorry. That's like me not taking a sticker from you and not remembering <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, payback. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No. Jax is rad. Check it out. I'm super pumped to be a part of what's rad that's happening in the city. And we're thankful for people like Ansley who's doing amazing stuff just because she you. loves this city. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for being on the show. Vagabond Coffee is rad. Yeah. Red cast, red cast, red cast, red cast.